and Tim. And we are Till Til Death, Death Do Us Recap. Recap. Welcome to our first Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap podcast, which we are excited for. Um, we are obsessive Housewives fans, and it just felt right to go ahead and start recapping this as Married at First Sight is coming to an end. Yeah, and I would say that The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills holds a special place in our heart mm -hmm. because during the pandemic, we were introduced to this lovely show. I mean, we've n known about it for a long time. You've seen a lot of it in the past, but we really did a deep dive and our Bravo love of housewives is second to none. And, and it all stemmed from our roots are with Beverly Hills. Our roots are with Beverly Hills. So we have Hills. a lot of, you know, now we're obsessed with like a million of the cities, but Beverly Hills, just something that I, because, okay, we're also obsessed with Atlanta and New York and tend to sometimes feel like we favor those cities better because they're just a lot rowdier and um, just not as obsessed with being perfect, I yeah. will say. And, but having season 11 premiere last night i was instantly reminded like oh, okay this is why i love this city again because the it's like the thing that makes it the gross it like so gross is also the thing that you love about it the most which is like they really are obsessed with perfection in every single aspect oh, of their life. Yeah. The fashion, the glam. It I is forgot next how level. much glam there is There's in Beverly no Hills. There's no city that is as glam as Beverly Hills. There oh, just my isn't. Goodness. The homes, the everything. And like, I mean, the way, the effort these women put into styling their outfits for quote unquote barbecues. <laughs> it's literally heavy. barbecue the word barbecue is doing a lot of heavy lifting oh, yeah, right there definitely um it's a suggestion that's never fulfilled but yeah i just i feel like we start off with a bang i mean we get our preview for the whole season obviously what we've all already seen leading up to this season starting is that erica and her divorce from tom girardi and all of his like money embezzling shit is going to be like at the center of this season, which is super juicy because Erica has never really driven the drama in that way before. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean this is the lead. She's never let people in her life this much. This looks like it is going to be the lead drama of yeah, the season. The entire time. And whew, we cannot wait. Cannot wait. We got in that preview, we got so much Erica speaking in villain voice. I was dead. I am here for the, it almost, okay. <laughs> she I, does this thing. She bears her perfect I was going to say, okay, you know how when. It's like a, a growl. You know how when dogs are trying to intimidate each yeah. other? And yeah, they show their teeth. Erica has the same sort of vibe when yeah. she's trying to intimidate another housewife. She's like, do not talk to me like that. This is done. It's like she gets yeah. so like. You're going to shut the fuck up right now or we are going to have something else coming. It's like, like a, this, uh, this amazing husky villain, villain voice. voice. Yeah, it's I was just so dead. I've never good. seen it so much. And I was like in this preview, 
I can tell this season is going to be anything that anyone could ever want from Housewives. We've got marital dramas. We've got embezzling money drama. We have a fashion line reveal because, of course, there's jewelry shopping, exorbitant shopping, divorce legal battles. We've got Kathy Hilton of the Hilton Empire joining us, which feels like there's no way that that's not going to be juicy. Um, Sutton being Sutton, which needs to be, let's just say it off the top. It's clear from articles that have come out leading up to this premiere, but also um, in the behavior, all of the women were on Watch What Happens Live After, which was such a fun episode. Highly recommend if you haven't watched it yet, because Andy does put them on the spot in front of each other, and it's amazing. And um, friggin' Sutton is definitely the one that, like, everyone loves to hate this season, I think. Yeah. Well, we it's going to be interesting because we got a couple newcomers. Yes. We have Crystal, Crystal and we have Sutton. And we've seen Sutton before. Well, Sutton's now official. Official. Official housewife. And as lo- as well as, yeah, I mean, Kathy's new also. So it's going to be. Yeah. Crystal is uh, 20 years younger than her husband, who was one of the creators of Lion King. It was the director of Lion director King. Director of Lion in animation. King. animation, yeah. Um, she's going to be a fun addition. I yeah. can't stand her already. Um, but <laughs> she's got a little bit of, uh, she's got, she's coming out of the gate strong, strong with the dude, dude. She is so fucking snobby. It's gnarly, but we love it. We love to see it because it just, it keeps things spicy. So, I mean, first things first, we, why wouldn't we intro the premiere focusing in on Kyle's nose job? Because yeah, why it's not? just right That's out just there. where we're supposed to be. It's so right out Kyle's there. getting a nose job. Of course, it all originated with an injury um, because it has to. But she like completely owns that. She was like, well, if I already have to get this little thing fixed, might as well make my nose cuter. Uh, didn't love that when she's like going down with the anesthesia, Mauricio's in the room being like, mom's going to look super cute, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> to one of the daughters? I'm like, ew, Mauricio. Like, I don't know. It's just fucking weird. Like, uh, Don't come not, for my man, Mauricio. No, well, I love Mauricio more than anyone, but that was, was a, a less line. cute thing. It was a weird line. Um, So we intro with her nose job, and then we intro with her recovering in the middle of her gorgeous master bedroom with her nose thingy on her nose, <laughs> and the women slowly trickling into the house. So... First, we have Rena come first, um, and then Dorit and Erica come. Yeah. They yeah. take the McLaren. Oh, the McLaren. The toy car. The oh, McLaren. my God. And to go see Kyle. I love how, like, they basically all admit that, like, uh, Quar has has basically just made them, like, needlessly shop. Yeah. And then you get a shot of this new McLaren, and Dorit's like, oh, you've never been in one? It's basically a toy car is what you'll learn. And you're just like, oh, my God, you guys are all so out of touch. It's like it's I'm melting. Yes. On the way to Kyle's, one of my favorite little things from Erica is they're (laughs) discussing the pandemic and how hard it's been. Mm -hmm. And Erica's just flat out like, I didn't want to make sourdough bread. And I was like. Thank you. I respect that. I respect that. No one expected you to make sourdough bread, Erica. Like, no one. Um, But, okay, a few surprises here. Apparently, 
Mauricio, PK, Dorit, and Kyle were in a pod together, like during Quar, yeah, before filming started. Yeah, that that was a surprise to me. I yeah. did not see Especially that happening. Especially because there's still lingering drama with this photo shoot from last season. That's oh, never gonna I get know. Fully, get over it. God. Never gonna get fully like fleshed out. But whatever. <laughs> but they're apparently like on fucking private yeah. yachts together, well, and P- PK is or- competing. To be a hotter husband than Mauricio, which is just a fruitless battle on the his only part. way that's going to happen is if he goes and sees the same surgeon that Kyle saw because <laughs> Mauricio is fine. <laughs> um, so that was an interesting fact. We came in like learning, um, which kind of just sets us up to know that like Kyle and Dory are really on each other's team. I also like when they showed like random clips from way a long time ago, like it just made me remember how awful Dorit used to be and like how much I appreciate her and love her now. Dorit's grown on me a lot. It's crazy. Who who would have thunk it? And then obviously our big overarching I mean she's kind of like like Garcelle is just so regal mm-hmm. and very guarded and you can feel that and she has reason to. And this is what's hard is like I really like Garcelle a lot and i hated denise yeah sorry but we really really had a hard time with denise last season and we know a lot of people were like full-blown denise richards and i i could never get there never understood it and because garcelle came in new to this group she really clung to denise because they're close friends and so it's put Everyone at odds. Everyone in a weird position because, like, at the nobody reunion, liked Denise, yeah. but everybody wanted to build something with Garcelle. And since Gar- all Garcelle knew was Denise, she's judging everyone else through Denise's lens. Um, And here's the honest truth. I think Garcelle is a little bit too, like, a little bit too normal and stable for all of this. Because her whole thing... I mean, we, let's just jump into yeah. the meetup with Rena. Yeah. Because Rena and Garcelle are also at odds because Garcelle doesn't like how Rena treated Denise last season. Yeah. And felt like she kind of wasn't, didn't show loyalty to their, because Rena and Rena and Denise were close last year for portions of it. And then well, as the they season. they had like many yeah. years of friendship before. And then at the reunion, like Rena dragged uh Denise yeah. and Garcelle really did not like it. And so everyone in this episode is kind of trying to figure out where they stand with Garcelle. Yeah. It's always funny <laughs> to me. I I love the first episodes of these of these uh of the housewife shows because it's clear that some of like they're not all best friends no. when they're not they shooting. They would never hang out if they weren't forced it, to. Exactly. And so we I saw this in when New York came back a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Everyone's always like the the a couple of people in the group are like, "Have you talked to so and so?" No. Maybe we should have a get together. Yeah. I need to go to lunch with them. And you like think it's because they genuinely want the friendship, but like, no, no, it's like the season just started. The producer, you're said on you TV have to today. Why don't you go try to fix your relationship with Garcelle? Yeah, because TV depends on it. Yeah, yeah. So Garcelle definitely like has the upper hand because you do feel this like nervous energy from all the other girls that like they want her approval because Garcelle has 
again, like Garcelle has cred outside of the Housewives franchise. Mm -hmm. Like Garcelle is a legitimate actress who's been around for like many a decade. Yeah. Like she was, wasn't she a model too? I don't know. Like she's, She's already she's, she does a lot she's of stand yeah. like her talent and what she does here like stands on its own exactly and i think that everybody wants to be in her good graces um so it was interesting to watch that Rena just so they go Rena to really pandered and made me feel very uncomfortable i have never seen someone pile on themselves more yeah like in a really way that felt like you are so like the self-flagellation was like it was too much. It was too much. But and this I felt is, like she was is... making Garcelle want to like barf. Rinna's MO when she wants to get someone back on her side when she's wrong someone, when yeah. she apologizes, is she goes so, <laughs> so full bore. So overboard and yeah. talks about how horrible of a person she is that she wants to try to get the other person to feel bad for her. Yeah. And then just kind of like, okay, so we're good. Let's move on. I know. Yeah. I suck. I'm horrible. I'm, I'm the terrible. Worst. I'm a cunt, actually. Oh Garcelle's my God, like, I know. Garcelle's like, I actually, I'm, I don't, I, I can't disagree, but I don't even like that word. I don't either, but I'm a cunt. I'm a cunt. <laughs> I'm a cunt too cunt. I was like, oh my God. Rinna, pump the brakes. Stop, girl. Yeah. So that was a little cringy to watch. And this is what's hard is like, I have a really soft spot in my heart for Rinna because. As out of touch as I think she can be, I think she's a really good person. I think and she's, she's authentic fun. about how out of touch she yes, is. Yes, yes. And that's why I like her. Yes. Like, when she doesn't... Like, if she's being manipulative right now a little bit, she does not know that she is being that way. Like, she's just like, I'm, I'm just groveling. I just want friendship. You know, like, she really believes it. Well, there's a line that comes up I think it was in the intro for later in the season. And she says something along the lines of it's her and Kyle talking and Kyle goes, asks like, is it ever okay to be like fake? And Ren is like, yeah, it's fine to be fake. And the fact that she like admits she says, that. Like, isn't, yeah. it, isn't it there just some times where it's fine to be fake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that she's able to admit that being fake is okay in a weird way makes her more authentic to yeah. me. Yeah. Like, I love it. I'm here for it. For sure. Um, Garcelle, so we've got the, so that dinner is just weird. And Garcelle is like, Garcelle just has like that energy of just like, I just feel like she's the queen above, like she's just kind of above everyone. And I don't even falter for it because it does feel like all these other women are scrambling and dramatic and embarrassing. And she's just kind of like, I can't really be bothered with like half of this. And I feel like she's like, look, it's understandable. She's like, I knew Denise for 25 years, whatever it is. I come on this show, Denise singing your praises that she's also been friends with you for the same amount of time and that I'm going to love you. And all I do is watch you put Denise on blast for the entire season of shooting. She's new to the show. So she's viewing it personally, not through production lens of like, well, Rena's just trying to like go for the drama and also just not let shit fly, even though they were friends, which personally is hard because I sort of respected that. I just think she, there was a point where she needed to give it up and she didn't. Yeah. And, but anyway, it's understandable. Like Garcelle's almost treating it like it's real life and yeah. being like, look, I just watched you be a not loyal friend. So like, I'm not the most excited to try and pretend I want to be friends with you, which I would feel that way too if someone had really hurt one of my best friends. So 
It's like you get where she's coming from, but she does say, like, I'm open to it changing. Yeah. There's and, a little and, bit too serious of an energy for I'm like, it's Rinna. And like, yeah. Can you you need to let it go if you're gonna be here on this season? Exactly. And I find it interesting that a lot of it's an interesting route that the girls are taking in uh regarding Garcelle mm-hmm. because it seems like everyone is like trying to win her over in a way. Yeah. And a lot of times, like in on housewife shows like it kind of can just like split into two factions yeah you know and who knows maybe it will be like that as the season goes on but even kyle's like oh yeah i gotta i gotta fix my relationship with garcelle rena wants to finish a relationship with garcelle i think garcelle right now has the best relationship with dorit yeah or dorit as (laughs) as kathy calls her um and so that kathy thought that uh thought that Garcelle was her sister. Yeah. Because she doesn't have any eyesight, but doesn't tell anyone that. It was uh, yeah. I didn't understand. Not, no. Um yeah, it is interesting that they're all but I think a lot of that has to do with fans loved Garcelle. Fans were predominantly team Denise. And so by the end of last season, there were so many fans that were like, we basically hate this entire cast except Denise and Garcelle. And so I think the other women are kind of like, okay, if Garcelle stayed strong through that and she's here for a second season, it behooves us to try and be on her good side because people like her. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, well, then we we let's expand. I mean, first off, beyond Kyle's new nose drop, she has new cheetah carpet on her stairs, Ugh. which I'm dead. It's just so fun. Um, and eventually, Rena comes first, but then... Dory and Erica show up. Mauricio serves them mimosas. They're sitting on a giant bed, hanging out. I thought it was so cute. The slumber party vibe was so fun. I can't relay to you in strong enough terms how much I want to be friends with Mauricio. (laughs) I know. I want to play golf with them. He was rocking a golf t-shirt and a golf hat. Yeah, Uh, he seems so fun. Okay, I mean, I, we have a lot in common. We're the first and second most successful real estate agents in Los <laughs> Angeles. I'm surprised our, we haven't crossed paths at this point. But um, I wanted to know how you felt about the apparent Sutton and Garcelle alliance that has formed. I'm confused by it. That whole hang with Garcelle's friend Sheree, who we none of us know. And then fireball shots that nobody oh, yeah. wants except Sutton. The fireball elixir for good health. What was this? I don't know. But I'm like, really? Sutton? Interesting. I know. And I'm sorry, but e- <sighs> there was a lot of times last season where Sutton thoroughly entertained me. because. But we just need to acknowledge she is an odd bird. An odd bird. She is an odd bird. Her energy is strange. It is a little bit. It is. I, I can't I can't follow her. Yeah, she just she, she has interesting mannerisms and just a kooky personality. <laughs> and I just can't wait. I mean, yeah, she's an oddball and and well, she's and then, great for it. And she's talking to Garcelle about Sutton. I think Sutton starts being an instigator right away because she brings up the Rinna stuff. Yeah. And then. um. She was like, well, I heard that you guys went to lunch and that it went really well and that you guys are okay now. 
And Sutton's like, well, I mean, I wouldn't say we're like chummy, great friends, but like I'm open and we're trying to work through. Oh, well, you might really want to clarify that because, you know, the way she communicated it to me was that, I mean, this whole drama is just like dead and bare. And I was like, you know what? I don't buy that. I do not think that Rena said everything is perfect now. No. I don't. And that, I feel like Sutton planted that seed and that's going to haunt for a long time because now Garcelle's all up in arms that like, because of course it makes Rena's desperate apology just seem even like disingenuous. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you thought you could just come and cry your big filler lip tears and then we'd all be good and no one would hate you anymore. Yeah. But I'm just like Sutton. Like, it, it just feels like, oh, you're already grasping at straws to be relevant. Yeah. And I think it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And I'm here for it. <laughs> because if she tries to f- play this game with everyone else, if she tries to play this game with everyone, she's going to lose. Yeah. Like, she's already going to, we already saw that she's going to be playing it with Erica later. And she's already messing with Rena now. And it's like, you're going up against some titans of the. Yeah. franchise here and yeah you're and gonna, then you're playing a losing game this transitions us to our visit to her home which is actually kyle and mauricio's old home that she is paying twenty thousand dollars a month in rent for and beyond that like this is like kyle raised <coughs> like portia grew up in this house yeah There's so many memories. She's going over there and like obviously seeing all of Sutton's redecorating. I was like, this is too weird. I could not do this. No. And I feel that I don't know how it's going to manifest, but this like her also renting from Mauricio and Kyle and probably like because she can be a little bit of a snob on accident Sutton all the time about like brands and clothes and decor. And so why do I just foresee some shit over her being a know-it-all about the house and like Kyle getting pit like oh this this is just a gold mine yeah. for drama yeah because this isn't gonna go smoothly no how can it <laughs> um yeah so I mean we've got all of that kind of we're getting all these little tastes of like how everyone's been clearly Garcelle is just like and I don't blame her the way she is not over the shit with Kyle to the point where she has named a goldfish. Oh, the shade oh, the of it shade. all. Garcelle came strong with shade. Oh, yeah. Um, and she was like, that's the that goldfish is Kyle. And I'm sorry, Kyle can be so annoying and out of touch like any of them. But I will always have a soft spot in my heart for her because I really do believe that she is a real person, like a good person. And... I felt bad for her I did because too. I knew when she that would hurt her feelings yeah. so much. Like she cares. And I can tell that so Garcelle is not over the fact that on the reunion of last season, Kyle decided to call her out in front of everyone for like raising her hand at a charity gala and saying she was going to donate. And then I guess she never sent the check. Yes, that's Remember? right. And yeah. that's like, that's I'm keep, sorry, keep, but like coming you're up. doing that to the new black woman on the season of Beverly Hills, like trying to make it look like 
her money isn't real. Like, no, I, it's just not it's, a good look. Oh, no, not at all. Like, you shouldn't have done and that. And if you're going to come with an accusation like that, you yeah. better, like, have the fucking receipts yeah. because that that's messed up. Yeah. Well, and in the end, like, Garcelle was like, that was an honest mistake. That was something to be dealt with with assistance. Yeah, and you like, don't air it like no. that. No. And then, okay, this is my other big takeaway before we get to the final... Like the big, we get all these little mini scenes and then we get the big like um, barbecue that wasn't a barbecue at the end. That's sort of like the climax of this, the, the episode. But I think it needs to be said. Tell me if you thought this. I could just be projecting. Okay. I felt like every time Erica was discussing anything in relation to Tom, I felt like she was already shaping a narrative. I agree 100%. There was a couple little snide comments about things. And I, at, at first, was a little bit like, oh, they're already divorced. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 they're not. That that gets, like, handled. Because the way, that was just the energy that she was putting off. Oh. Like. Well, I noticed when she was in the closet with her assistants. And she was talking about, I was like, make up your mind. She's like. Oh, Tom, first it's Tom's been so busy. Yeah. Then the next second it's, well, you know, I mean, it's really just been so hard for lawyers because there's no courts in session. So I'm like, wait, is he so busy or is it hard because he has nothing to do? I don't think I don't even know if you know. Yeah. Because that's how little I think you see him. And it just felt like the way she was describing him and like his plight of being a fucking rich lawyer, which in retrospect with what we were going to find out later um, about him embezzling a bunch of money that he was supposed to like work, get on behalf of victims. Um, it just, I, yeah, it was yeah. hard for me to like anytime she'd be like, or like, oh, it's been so good for Tom and I. We've been eating so many dinners at the table together and just talking, reconnecting. And in my head, I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah, I Did you think. Have thoughts? And yeah, I mean, I had thought I kind of I agree with the shaping of a narrative thing. Yeah. I had thought that <clears throat> for some reason to me, they seemed like she seemed really depressed and distant from him in a way. And so my whole thing is like, I'm just filing all of this away now because when it all comes to a head, yeah, it's important that we pay attention to her behavior yeah. because the, the what whole... What did she <clears throat> say back then? What did she say? What didn't she say? Yeah. Was there narrative shaping? Yeah. So yeah, I, that's kind of how I read it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even though we have no idea what any of it means, it, you just couldn't help but feel like there's ulterior motives here and we're, we can't know what they are yet. Yeah. But they're coming. And like the way you're bringing up Tom and how you're talking about it, it it feels, it something feels off. Um, okay, Dorit hosts her barbecue that isn't a barbecue. Yeah, we we briefly meet Crystal. Oh, we house. did meet Crystal meet at her Crystal. house. Oh, and I was like, you already stressed me out. Yeah, because she she's very name droppy. She's such a snob, and but then she'll make a comment like. It's just so crazy because, like, it's such a grown-up house. And, like, I'm still not even a grown-up, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. Like, you're married to the director of Lion King. I don't want to hear, like, no. 
No, I don't know. You know how like that could be a real thing that I could say if suddenly tomorrow we became homeowners and it would actually mean something. But it's really hard for me to take that seriously from people with this exorbitant of wealth. I'm just like, oh, okay. Your house can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. (laughs) You have the money. (laughs) Yeah. And she just, you know, there's there's just some I mean, she's she's definitely not like holding anything back almost to like where I'm like, oh, are you trying? Are you trying for people to like you? Because it's not it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're just kind of obnoxious in type A so far. I think the her way of garnering likeness is going to be in the interactions that she has with fellow castmates and the people that she calls out because it's not from like charm and relatability right Right. off the bat. And I think (laughs) that right now her angle, she's like, you guys all are housewives first and you're only involved in the scene out here because you've been chasing it. And I already deserve to be here because I'm yes. in the deeper, more Hollywood class. Like I'm go because I'm like, I already belong in these crowds. Yeah. Like you guys are fake famous and I'm real important famous, even though we're all sitting here, like we've never heard of you in our life. Yeah. Like you and are the like, wife of someone. And she's who the one who's like, Oh, I've never heard of Dorit. Yeah. Who I'm is like, she? Oh, shut up. Yeah. So we meet, we meet her. She's friends with Kathy. Right. So Which, they what have, a funny. I mean, I don't know Kathy at all yet, but that's yeah. a really unlikely yeah. close friendship to me. Yeah. So they take a shared ride together to Dorit's barbecue, non barbecue. And on this ride, we got my favorite line from the episode. Okay. They are talking about how hungry they are heading to this barbecue. Ugh. Assuming that they're eating ribs, which I'm like, well, girl, have we you just, ever watched? Yeah. Have you ever watched this show before? We kept looking at each other like, she kept being like, I just don't understand. Like, how can we? I don't love the idea of eating ribs in a nice gown. I'm like, you're I'm not like, going to be eating ribs. What trust world me. do you think you're going to a real barbecue? <laughs> like, this show has been on for 11 seasons. There's never been a barbecue that's really happened that was called a barbecue. Yeah. Like, so they're, it's a they're, dinner party, girl. They're discussing this. And she says to Kathy, oh, you know, she's talking about how hungry she is. She goes, I am such a big eater. I'm a big eater. I eat an avocado with a fried egg and a whole jalapeno on top every morning. Every morning. And I'm like, what? We call that a meal? (laughs) That was just baffling. She's really obsessed with the things that she does over and over again every day. But that doesn't prove the size of one's eating abilities. No, it makes no sense. No sense. Um, which, of course, so Dorit's kids hate that her tits are out, by the way. That just needs to be said. <laughs> like, hates. I kind of felt bad for them. Um, and I loved how her first kid really tried to, like, deliver his confusion with, like, um, a sweetness. Like, he just was like, I just don't like it. No, he's like, Mom. I have something to say to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she he whispers, like, because he's you aware that the cameras are there and doesn't like want to put her on blast. <laughs> That's right. Little Jagger. And <laughs> Jagger. It, Jagger, Jaggy, PK. <laughs> oh, anyway, I love it. Yeah, he's like, 
you mommy, you just don't look very, very good. good. <laughs> but and then you start to figure out you're like, oh my god, they're both really uncomfortable that our boobs are out. Yeah. Okay, anyways, but the glam is next level. Oh, These women at least are leading us to believe that like this is like the first time they've glammed and met up with people in six months. I gotta say, I was they so here for the glam for this barbecue non-barbecue me too i was so here for it, it. you're so coming good. out of the pandemic come out strong yeah erica came out with this amazingly chic tutu hot pink obsessed. dress obsessed rinna can wear the shit out of a pantsuit yeah she can she is looks so good in a pantsuit it's got bold lime colors she looked fabulous yeah. everyone came with their a everyone game. came with their a game except crystal came boring because, but the funny part is rather than, so she like says like, I, I think that I'm underdressed and then did what embarrassed prideful people do, which is then just turn it around and talk shit about everybody else. Yeah. So no, she's like, I just think people are a little overdressed. It's a little, the outfits are really loud. Like it kind of reminds, oh, it made me so mad when she made it about age and was oh. like, it really makes me cringe when I see people that are older than me dressing like they're younger than me. I'm like. Okay, that sounds like a you problem that yeah. you've put age limits on fun fashion. Don't put that on everybody else. Also, You're also jealous because you look boring. I don't care what it is. This is your first episode of your first season of the real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. This is an iconic Bravo series, an iconic yeah. reality TV and series. And if you didn't take the time to do your research... That is on you. On if you. you didn't get your own glam squad to do you up, that is on you. Yep. You got to know this is the first big event. You guys, This is the first impression that you're making with these girls. It is not their fault for outdressing you. No. Oh, please yeah. miss me with that. <laughs> I agree on all accounts. So this was a barbecue with caviar because obviously there was no ribs in sight because obviously... Um, but the girls actually like drank and got into some serious stuff. I um, have to quickly interject here. Okay. We had a little bit of PK Mauricio time. Oh, we did. And because they were going to do something themselves. They were going to do something themselves. They looked, I mean, I'm sorry. I know we just talked about age, but it's guys, so I can be a little, uh, it's different, okay. right? Uh, Mauricio's got this like chic hat. Yeah. And his, necklaces and his open shirt and pk's wearing this like i don't even know how to describe it this like puffy i don't windbreaker and i'm like i'm looking at them i'm like these guys look like they're gonna go see like johnny depp's band at the viper room or something <laughs> like that like it was just hilarious yeah. that they were like old we're two old hip. guys and we're gonna dress hip and it was i just yeah. it was hilarious Mauricio turned 50 and has gone full rich California relaxo man. Yeah. You know, which Andy's never going to let Kyle live down that Mauricio loves to partake in marijuana because there's been multiple occasions and he brought it up on Watch What Happens Live, Watch what happens live which she hated. But I'm sorry. It's like, it's part of why everyone loves Mauricio. And yeah. you can see it even in his, like, yeah, Mauricio just has swag. He always has. Yeah. Um, but I'm really here for that bromance yeah, this year. It's, it's interesting. Be fun. It's, it's fun. It's weird how PK became someone that I didn't hate anymore. And I feel like that's 
closely aligned with him just disappearing from the show. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine by me, but deep down, sometimes I'm like, wait, so Mauricio, why do you like him? But he must be more cool and normal than I we I mean, know. here's the thing. Mauricio... He can go has, along with anyone. I'm Mauricio's sure. wife is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And he has like five daughters. And I'm sure he's just like, give me a dude around here I can hang out with. Yeah. Which, like I said earlier, Mauricio, I'm a veil. Hit me up. We'll hit the <laughs> links. We'll hit the town together. Um, I loved Erica opening up about yeah. mental health. Yeah. And going on antidepressants. Um, I thought that that was really good especially because i think that happened for a lot of people yeah including myself definitely and it's been like such a positive choice i think for so many people who have like let go of judgment of that for themselves and um yeah so i just appreciated that for all of the ridiculosity of this show that we and at the end of the day mental health issues don't discriminate along wealth lines so like that was cool that they all opened up and talked about how difficult the pandemic can be. Yeah. Now there's some points where you roll your eyes, but like when the next step, Erica says, "The bigger your life is, the bigger your problems are." Yeah, and I'm like, "Go f, f yourself." Like, it's okay. still all relative, and like, thank you for reminding us that you think you're more important. Yeah, but <laughs> like, no, that was that was that was nice though. That like, all in all, like putting that message out there i think yeah. is is beneficial but especially coming off of this last year yeah i'm also like relieved that we did that shooting started late enough that like we can be doing some more things like i i'm fine to have had to wait maybe a little longer to not be so deep in like covid world yeah. shooting like we've both gotten a little bit tapped out of all of our shows being affected by covid uh having narrate like all of the storyline you know like it's you're just like uh people in different locations it's hard yeah but um i mean that those are my big takeaways all i have to say is i really really think that this might there this might be one of the best beverly hill seasons that we'll have had in a long time i think that there's been some sleeper seasons maybe since uh lvp left Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. It feels yeah. big and juicy and enough of a shakeup. Um, With the new people so ha- in. Okay, can yeah. we just, let's have a moment of appreciation for the fact that we don't have to watch or hear Teddy speak anymore. Very excited. Moment of silence. There it is. Beautiful. <laughs> um, I did hear that she's getting her own show following her 500 calorie diet regimen and just stay tuned to not tune in because that makes me want to barf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited though. We got we got a Tahoe trip coming up next week. Oh yes! Week. I love when we go to a vacation fast. Uh, give me all the vacations. Yeah, we um, need we need overnights. We need people not getting to be at their best all the time. Alcohol, especially coming. I mean, <laughs> with what we saw with the Atlanta uh, bachelorette party. And how pent up those women were and what happened after that. I mean, I'm just excited to see like some trips yeah. coming off of being yeah. so isolated. Like, yeah. I think we might get some amped up behavior. <laughs> I really hope so. I really hope so. I have a couple every week. I'm going to bring you a one or multiple most out of touch 
moments of the week because mm. this is Beverly Hills. Love that. So I have a couple out of touch moments okay. that I'd like to touch on. The first one being the size of Erica Jane's additional closet. Now, these women have these women live in mansions. Yeah. Right. Most of them are like have designed their own closets. Like yeah. most of them have either bought new homes, had a closet put in, or their expanded rooms of their, own. their rooms of their their apartments of their own most of the time. Most of the time cl- the closets that we see are bigger than Tim and I's current apartment. Now, that's one thing to have that. She has an overflow closet in a separate room <laughs> that also is bigger than our apartment that just has <laughs> racks and this? racks and racks of clothes. I mean, are we really surprised though? No, but I'm just saying like She was on Broadway, she does tours. I mean, she's got next level because she's also like a costume person. Yeah, I was shooketh with the amount of closet space that Erica Jane has. So that's well, one. Just like she said, you know, sh- more money, bigger problems. Like, have to put more clothes in more rooms. Yeah. It's hard. It's true. It's hard. My second out of touch moment that I, and I can relate to as an educator, <laughs> Dorit in the beginning talking about. You know, she has her, she has Phoenix and Jagger, her two kids, mm-hmm. talking about, actually has the audacity to say, you know, the last year has been pretty easy on us. As she walks her two children <laughs> down to their converted playroom, which looks like a fucking regular classroom and has a private tutor teaching them a bunch of different things. Uh. Oh, my gosh. Of course the last year has been easy Easy on you you. for schooling. Like, you have a a freaking tutor and a full classroom downstairs. Literally a school Your kids have been going to school. The only thing they're not getting is, like, playground time. Yeah. But their house, their backyard is But their backyards are playground. I mean, I'm like, come on, girl. Yeah, embarrassing. You can't say that it's been easy. Like, just don't say well, that. Well, it's like she's being honest, I, I guess. I know, but it's almost but like, like, just don't, ugh. just don't say anything. Anyway, Dorit. those are my Dorito. Yeah, she was a true Dorit in that in that <laughs> in that point. Um. So yeah, that's week one, episode one, season eleven. Real Housewives Loved Beverly it. Hills. Didn't disappoint. Oh, it's so all. nice to have this back in our lives. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll be back next week. You can follow us on the Instagram at Till Death Do Us Recap. We will have part two of our Married at First Sight Atlanta reunion. And we will also have episode two of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, comment, subscribe on the podcast, and we will talk to you later.